This episode is sponsored by Law CPD, Australia's premium supplier of online CPD for lawyers. We are super excited today that Law CPD are sponsoring this episode and all of our episodes through February and March because they are repeating the competition that they ran last year where everybody wins. If you haven't come across Law CPD before, they offer professional development courses that you can complete online anytime. And not just for lawyers. The major prize winner of this competition will win 10 hours worth of online professional development courses of their choice. So enter as soon as you can, because in February and March, two people will each win a one hour CPD course of their choice. And of course, everyone who enters will receive a discount code to save $25 off a course of their choosing. You can enter the competition at lawcpd.com.au forward slash the juggle competition. If you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Lilovich, and me, Lucy Dickens, as we share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to the Juggle Podcast. Hi everyone, it's Joel Lilovich here. And Lucy Dickens, and you are listening to episode number 100 of the Juggle Podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm still in a bit of shock that we've got to 100. Didn't think we would. I just think it's one of those things that kind of creeps up on you. You know, you, I guess it's like age. You just, <laughs> next you know, there's another birthday and another number and it's going up and it's going up and it's going up. Yeah, it is a pretty big milestone because I think, well, you told me most podcasts make it to, what, is it seven episodes? Seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're doing pretty well to be at 100. Yeah, it's very exciting. And there's a lot of people to thank for that. You know, not, I have you to thank and probably you'd say the same for keeping each other going when we didn't <laughs> feel like it. For all the wonderful guests that said yes to being on the show and to everyone who listens and gives us the great feedback that yeah. keeps us going when we don't sometimes feel like it. Definitely. Because there are definitely times like that. I mean, you hear the end result, the 20 to 40 minute episode, but lots goes on behind the scenes to actually get it to that point. So yeah, absolutely. In today's episode, we're going to do a bit of a look back on the last hundred or I guess on the last 99 episodes and share some of the highlights and some of the things that really stand out for us across a hundred episodes. But for me, I think the starting point, particularly when I was looking back to prepare for this episode was just the variety of guests and topics that we've covered because we've talked about, I wrote a few things down and then I thought this is, I could just list every episode title because it was just so much, but we've spoken about everything from. Yeah, please don't do that. Yeah. Mum guilt to self-care and helping children cope when we return to work, goal setting, organizing your home, making flexible work cultures in businesses, me too, time management, running a business and having a family, a lot of stuff and a lot of variety. It's pretty cool. It is cool. And I think it's one of those things, sometimes you scratch your head and you think, oh, what are we going to talk about next week and the week after that and the week after that? But then there's always someone great to listen to. And everyone, everyone that we've had on the show has left me with something. Yeah. Whether I particularly remember it straight away or whether it comes up down the track, there's always something to get, even if it's just reassurance that you're doing okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's always something to learn from all the different guests that we have. And there's there's always something new. To, there's, we never run out of ideas of things to talk about. There's lots, lots goes into managing the juggle. 
Absolutely. I think one of the things that's made it really cool is the fact that we chose that variety deliberately from the beginning. So, you know, when we started this, we kind of looked at who would we want to have on the show and there was talk about whether it should be just us or whether we should just always be interviewing women, sharing their stories. And what we ended up coming up with was four topic ideas, first being us on our own talking about our particular juggles and any tips and tricks that we have or about hot topics. Then we wanted to have women sharing their stories. So that was topic number two. Third, we wanted to have some experts, you know, so Mm -hmm. whether it's time management or a psychologist or something similar, someone who could really speak from an expert point of view. And lastly, we wanted to share stories from employers who are creating workplaces that make flexible working work Mm -hmm. and provide great places of work for women and who are, you know, really leading the way when it comes to gender diversity and those kinds of issues. And that we did, right? We totally did. We did. So when thinking about how we were going to do this reflection, we decided that we would just pick four topics. It's not Mm -hmm. going to be those four topics. Mm -hmm. We've made it a little bit different. And the first thing we want to start with is smart ideas. And then we want to talk about my favorite guest. I think I'm allowed to say that because it is my sister. (laughs) (laughs) And she is our most popular. Definitely from our perspective. And I think she's pretty popular from some of the listeners too, from the comments that we get. She has been six times. So she's definitely been on the show way more than anyone other than ourselves. So we've got our smart ideas first. And then we're going to talk about Kat. And of course, she she shares smart ideas too. And the third category we're going to reflect on is the men that we've had on the show because we've had a total of six of them yep. and that we've found that particularly interesting. And then finally, we've got to wrap it up with Lucy's favourite, the good old mantra. Of course, we can't let episode 100 go by without talking about our favourite mantras. No way. <laughs> exactly. Let's kick it off with smart ideas. Mm-hmm. Smart ideas. So what are some of your favourite ideas from the guests that we've had? I think we said it before, didn't we, when we said that everyone leaves you with something. But I think the two things that really stood out for me were around either self-care or Mm -hmm. around time management Mm -hmm. strategies. On the self-care one, one of the more recent ones was Taryn Watson from Fit Right. And I loved her comments around how you can fit in exercise with kids Mm -hmm. and You know, some of it you've heard before, but Taryn just had a really nice spin on it and a nice way of sharing the tips and the strategies and definitely not making you feel guilty for not doing things, but Mm. more empowering you to figure out how you can make it work. Yeah. And I also loved also on the exercise thing, Hayley. Hayley's was great. Yes. Hayley spoke about, I loved hers too. She spoke about how she arranged a Pilates instructor to come to her house so that she could still get her exercise in, even though she had the children and her husband worked away. She actually shared lots of really quite nifty little tips and tricks that she does during that episode. So that's definitely one to go back. She did that sleep one too. (laughs) Definitely one to go back and uh, listen to. And one of my other favorite ideas that have come from the podcast was just last week's, which was Shani and Kay, where they spoke about that the person who gets up with the kids in the middle of the night should be the person who has got work the next day, as opposed to the person who's staying at home with the kids the next day. And this was like a big light bulb moment for me, Mm. because they were talking about how much harder it is to be at home with children all day when you're tired, as opposed to going to work and working a day when you're tired. And they're so right. 
that's exactly how it should be. And I've told that to so many people since we recorded that interview. I know it only came out last week, but we recorded it a little while ago. Just today, I was at my friend's house and she was saying how her partner wasn't getting up for the baby in the middle of the night. And I said, well, I interviewed these guests on my podcast. <laughs> I said, so you should tell him to listen to it and get them to try it. But it just, yeah, I like that. That one stuck with me. Because it's the complete opposite to what's the norm yeah. is what makes yeah. you really think about it. And it might not always work. Like if, if you've got something super super, super important on at work the next day and you need every possible brain cell firing, mm. then you probably want to get a full night's sleep mm. and that would be something that your partner would understand. But mm. if it's a normal work day or even a, a more relaxed work day and you know that that's going to be the case, then, yeah, flipping it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think for me it was probably more just the acknowledgement that being at home with children when you're tired is really hard because the reality is, at least in my life and I'm sure for many others, particularly with young children, that they won't necessarily settle for the other parent if you're breastfeeding, for example. But anyway, we're getting off track. We were talking about the the highlight and that was mine. <laughs> we could go on about that. I, I had something else to say, but I won't. And look, one of the other ones that we absolutely love when it comes to self-care was shared in a really early episode. Was it episode number six with our friend Jess? And we're going to leave you with Jess's takeaway and let you listen to it here. When you're part-time, you really need to increase your visibility around the office. Hmm. So for me, it's quite natural to want to catch up with my friends and have a coffee, but it actually made me realise it's not just good for me, it's good for my career to catch up with people around the office for coffee because then they know I'm here and they know what I'm doing. Um, it just, just kind of clicked to me that if I just go in my office, shut my door, do my work, no no one's going to say no one's going to say oh Jess does that type of work do you want to see if Jess wants to help because they don't know that you're there they don't know what days you work um so Mm -hmm. she you know one of the things that they really pushed was making those connections is such a part of your career so the other smart idea that we wanted to talk about was time management strategies We've had two time management experts on the show. We had Laura Vanderkam, who Lucy had been idealizing for quite some time before we got her on the show, which was pretty cool. And we also had Kate Christie, time management expert from here in Australia. Yeah, Laura Vanderkam was definitely a highlight for me to have her as a guest on the podcast. And we did it so early on as well, which was just wonderful. And I love everything that she stands for in relation to time and the way that she helps us to change the way we think about time so that we can better manage it. So here we'll share one little snippet from our interview with Laura Vanderkam. I always tell people to think in terms of 168 hours, not 24. So there's 24 hours in a day. There are 168 hours in a week. That's 24 times seven. And we actually live our lives in weeks, not days. Mm -hmm. People always say, well, there's not enough hours in the day to get to everything I want to get to. And it's true. There aren't. But we don't live our lives in days. We live our lives in weeks. Next up is Kat. Our most yeah. regular guest. That's the word I was looking for before when I was saying popular. <laughs> so popular. That's not the word I mean, but it's kind of worse. Oh, sorry, you're not regular. popular, Kat. No. <laughs> <laughs> she can be popular too, but you know what I mean. Our most regular <laughs> guest appearing six times. And we've had a variety again, a variety of topics. We've spoken about burnout, imposter syndrome, mum guilt, mental load. Kat was also on our panel, our 50th episode event. 
And we didn't just talk about topics that are about you as an individual. We talked about how parenthood and career and doing the juggle also impacts on the rest of your life, like your relationship with your partner, because there's so much change that goes on within you when you become a parent. And that's obviously going to have a flow and effect into the rest of your life. So in preparing for this episode recording, I went back and listened on double speed and sometimes even four times speed. Have you ever four done that? Times, it's ridiculous. I know you no. couldn't, you couldn't <laughs> actually really hear what was going on. I didn't even know you could. I've done two times quite often. <laughs> do two times, but no, I didn't know you could do four. <laughs> yeah, I was I was really trying to get speed through some things, but it's so good to actually listen back to those. I would highly encourage anyone who hasn't listened to them or even who has to go back and listen to the interviews with Kat or the discussions with Kat really, because she just shares some really important stuff about how you feel about yourself, yeah. the importance of not comparing yourself to others. Yeah. And those are exactly the themes that I kind of identified when I went back and listened was that you can really see standing out in all of those conversations, even though they were seemingly are on different different topics, there really is a common thread that is about understanding yourself and your own values and what's important to you and more that and less comparing to other people. Yeah. I think she said it in the very first discussion with her when we talked about what her mantra was or her advice was. And I think she was talking about that being kind to yourself. And that's come up a few times, but it is the common thread, isn't it? It is that idea of looking Looking after after yourself, yourself. putting that oxygen mask on first and just being okay with the fact that good enough sometimes is good enough. Mm. One of the things that absolutely stood out for me and I think I always come back to when I think about our conversations with Kat was that very first discussion um, back in episode 18 where we talked about the mental load. And there was a part in the discussion where we were talking about making some comments about folding the towels the right way and and how cleaning needs to be done or whatever it is. And Kat just said, well, who made you the boss? And I thought, oh, (laughs) and it kind of just stopped me in my tracks a little bit. I know. (laughs) Who did make you the boss? But you are the boss, right? So, (laughs) Yeah, don't tell Evan. (laughs) Actually, go and tell him. (laughs) (laughs) But it is true, I guess, how we we just have these expectations around the way things should be done, but who's to say that our way is the right way, although sometimes Mm. often it is. But let's not undo her great (laughs) advice. And instead, let's play that part so that if you haven't listened or you want to listen again, then here you are. Why is that not okay? You know, because who made you the boss? As two people, you've made a decision to live together. And it's a collaboration. It's a constant negotiation. And there will be things that you've come easily in terms of how you live together. And there will be the, always those, those tensions and, you know, trying to go the path of least resistance and come up with solutions that, you know, sometimes it does come down to those practical things. And the other point that I wanted to make, focus on what you can control, be specific Right. I still love that piece of the interview with Kat. I just, (laughs) I I think I actually need that on like playback somewhere so I can regularly check in when I'm having an argument with my husband, but moving on. Or next time um, you ask me to do something, I'll just reply with who made you the boss. I'll just send you the audio (laughs) snippet of Kat. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I like it. Thanks Kat for having my back. Everybody's going to do that now. They're all going to be sending me audio messages. Who made you the boss? Even my staff, (laughs) I bet (laughs) you. 
This episode is brought to you by us. As well as coming to you in the podcast each week, we love making live appearances. If your organisation would benefit from hearing our tips for managing the juggle or how to implement flexible work, then get in touch with us at hello at thejuggle.com.au. Find out more at thejuggle.com.au forward slash speak. Okay, so the men. The men. So as I said, we've had five separate interviews and then of course we had our beautiful couple last week, which was Shani and Kay. So in total, we've had six men on the show at various times and it's been interesting. It's more numbers really, I guess, in comparison to 99 episodes, but we have <laughs> spoken, <laughs> we, we've, we've tried. Again, we've had variety in the different types of conversations and the men we've had who we've spoken to about women's issues in the workplace or issues in the workplace. And then we've also spoken to other men around parenting and the juggle and how they take on some of the role of the traditional mother. Yeah, it's been really interesting. I, I loved the the comment that Luke Mitchell made back in episode 61, where we asked him the question, you know, did you really do a role swap when it came to you taking parental leave and being at home with the kids and him sort of saying, well, you know, the first time around, not really. And just his ability to reflect on the way that him and his wife negotiated the different roles at that time that he was at home from work and she was working and how they played it all out and his insight into the fact that the mental load was something that he'd never really kind of considered before. Yeah. And then how that changed and how he was able to internalize that and reflect on it and change the way that they then cared for their next child. Yeah. And we had Tim Hammond, which is still one of our absolute most popular episodes. Mm. I think it's in the top five. Mm. And it always has been ever since it was released, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. good interview most with Tim. To. We're going to talk about him a little bit later in the mantra section, so I won't go on about that. And then two of the other ones were with employer representatives. So we had Dean and we had Andrew Barnes. Andrew Barnes was a highlight for me, I think because his values and his views around work just aligned so perfectly with mine, particularly when he spoke about valuing not just input, but outcomes. And it's about being productive as opposed to just being present. And I just think he's really onto something with his four day week. And I love how he is now that he's done it in his business, he's now going out bigger and trying to help and encourage other people mm. to do that too. So he's really taking a bigger picture view at how can I change this for not just for myself but for other people. And there's something to be said for that. I think that's pretty special. Yeah, well, he's got, he's got his business success and then rather mm. than just continuing on to, you know, grow his business or do more with that business, he's, he's found a, a, a new purpose around four-day work week. It's very cool. It's pretty cool. What we're going to share with you now, though, is a snippet from our interview with Dean Braevich, which was back in episode nine, one of our very earliest episodes. Um, Dean's the general manager of human resources at Monodelphus. And we talked to Dean a lot about his juggle personally. He's got four kids and he's very hands-on with those children. And we also obviously talked about his role at Monodelphus and what Monodelphus are doing when it comes to gender diversity. I mean, it's a very male-dominated industry that they're in, engineering and mining, and they've they've got some real strategies in place. So the snippet we're going to share is is Dean's view on the importance that senior leadership play in making change in an organisation and the importance or not of policies and procedures to go along with it. 
I think the senior leaders of, of organisations are responsible for setting the environment within which a desired culture can grow and come to life. And I mean that from a positive sense and it'll happen from a negative sense if you're not careful as well. So so that environment, leaders can't say, can't create a culture by pointing their, wagging their finger at people and saying, you know, you'll be happy, you'll love this place and all the rest of it. It's, if it's, only it was so easy. <laughs> so I see the policies and procedures and all that within that paradigm. They're, they're the, that's that environment. It's not in totality, but they form an important part of shaping that environment. You know, because sometimes words are cheap and, and, and people have had experience that have not been great elsewhere or even within these four walls or wherever it might be. And, Dean, people see policies as cheap too, don't they? Absolutely, but they do provide at least something that's immutable in some way. They can provide some comfort when all things are lost. And I just relating my experience here, it's not often we have to pick up a policy. I remember, again, previous lives, you know, you knew every word of every policy inside and out because they'll continue being quoted. And that's, it's not the best culture. Whereas <laughs> I think it's necessary, though, because it's framework. It is framework, yes. They have to be meaningful. And going too far and too prescriptive, I think some managers can hide behind it. So it's getting that balance right. But I do believe that there needs to be that framework, there needs to be that structure because every now and again, leaders need to put their money where their mouth is you can't continually talk about flexibilities and and supportive this that and the other thing and then be afraid of committing to that in some way in a way that you can be measured against and now on to the mantras my favorite Your part favorite. of every episode and it's funny when we joe and i prepared separately to record this episode today and when we cross checked our notes on mantras we had chosen the same ones isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah, well, it definitely made it a, a shorter episode. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and to think we didn't even know each other when we recorded episode number one. I know. It's quite sweet, isn't it? Now we're choosing the same life mantras. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one that I chose, my favourite, comes from Laura Vanderkam and her mantra is plan it in and do it anyway. And the reason I chose this one, I think, probably at this time is because that's what I need to be doing in my life. I don't do much socializing and I need to more so for my children than for me. And so I think I need to plan it in and do it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right there with you. There's a lot of things in my mind. I think I sent some a message to you the other day along the lines of I need to make sure I'm going to bed at night. I need some accountability. And yeah, you did. it's it's coming down to that. I need to plan it in. I need to plan yeah. in that bedtime is 9.30 or 10 o'clock or whatever I choose it to be. Mm-hmm. And I just need to go to bed regardless of whether I've decided to start watching some crap yeah. on TV that yeah. finishes at 10.30. Oh, it's only another half an hour, which is what I do. And I'm like, no, I can't I can't keep doing that. I need to yeah. plan it in and do it anyway. Yeah. It's funny because your plan it in is around rest and my plan it in is around doing stuff because I don't do enough stuff. <laughs> so, oh, no, no, no. Actually, no, no, don't worry. There's plenty of planning it in around work too, but I need to actually plan those in for the morning hours and so I need to go to bed at night to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> but the other funny thing about planning for this was that in listening back to all the episodes, at some point I heard myself say, I've been thinking about that mantra, I'll plan it in and do it anyway. So you're still thinking about it. Yeah, it is something that, yeah, I need to actually do it. No, <laughs> Uh, I'll get there. 2020 is my year. And then the other one that 
we regularly reflect on and we use in our training courses and presentations and we've kind of built into some of our discussions is from Tim Hammond. Mm -hmm. He had two great pieces of comment at the end of our interview with him, you know, one being his mantra, which I loved, which is this idea that there's no fruit on the trunk. So you've got to go out on a limb to state the obvious, get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You're not going to find all the good, juicy, sweet stuff by staying still. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to stretch yourself. You've got to take a bit of risk. I like that. And I think I like it because it's a little bit different. You know, you mm-hmm. go, you kind of, he said it and I had to think about it for a little bit to understand what he meant. You know, it's not as simple as plan it in order and do it anyway, or it's not as simple as be kind to yourself. It's, ah, oh, yeah, I, that, that makes sense. You know, you kind of have to think it through and then understand where he's going with it. And that helps you to, I guess, see the importance of, of the advice that he's sharing. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's mm. a nice metaphor. And then, of course, there is his... 80-year-old test, which is about looking back on your life or imagining that you're 80 years old and think back about what your life looked like and what was important to you and what stands out. And we want to share this little snippet from him because I think, you know, he says it in a really nice, succinct way. There's no fruit on the trunk, right? If you really want all the good fruit, you've got to go out and live like that. Um, So so, I just kind of actually reckon that's true. The thing that I would never have traded away those two years of having the enormous thrill of being in our federal parliament for anything, it was something I always had to go and do. Yeah. You know, I kind of just think like, in many ways, spending sort of quite a few years running cases for people who are dying too soon. Mesothelioma, you get crook after being exposed to asbestos 40 years ago and suddenly you've got nine months to live up. I think what that tells you, and, and acting for those people in the courtroom, I think it gives you a very, very strong sense as just to how precious life is and how precious our time is here, and which is sort of just comes back to the point where you just can't, there's no point playing safe on this stuff. You've got to go out on a limb for stuff that you think is really worth doing. So I think that's probably a mantra if I have one. There's no fruit on the trunk. So that's it. Episode 100 is pretty much a wrap. What we would love to know is what your favourite moment was from 100 episodes of the Juggle podcast or moments, if there are several that stand out for you. What has been your biggest takeaway or your favourite mantra or just your favourite moment? We would love to hear that. Thank you so much. I don't think Lucy and I could say it enough for all of you who listen regularly or just binge listen whenever you feel like it or a title grabs your attention. But thank you for putting us into your lives and for taking some of your time to listen to what we have to share and giving us feedback too. We just love hearing from all of you about a comment or an episode or whatever it was that made a difference. Yeah. So I think a special shout out also goes to our listeners in the juggle community because that's partly why we started this podcast was to build that group and that community of women who are in the same position with the career family juggle and just being able to have that support network of like-minded people. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And we're rapidly heading towards a thousand people in that group, which I find pretty amazing. And you know, we're at We're at 50,000 listens of the podcast. Like, that's amazing. Mm. So thank you, everyone, for helping us get to this point of 100 episodes. We shared in our reflection episode a couple of weeks ago that we are moving to a fortnightly um, 
release so yep. that we can spend that bit of time doing more of the coaching and consulting that we've started to do and to produce content in other ways as well. So we won't see you next week, but we will see you the following week. But you can always go back and follow the links in the show notes that will take you to some of these previous episodes that we've touched on in today's. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. We'll um, hope you keep listening and enjoy it and give us your suggestions for the next 100. See you next time. Happy juggling. Happy juggling.